What is going on, Fantasy Alarm Nation? My name is Justin Fensterman, along with Ryan Hallam and Matt Sells. It is the Family Times Podcast. Gather around because we're about to talk some sports, have some fun. And with that, guys, we start generally on a positive note. However, one of our buddies here on the podcast may be feeling a little bit blue. Let's start with him first, Ryan Hallam. Your San Francisco 49ers season is officially over. How are you feeling, man? I mean, after the game, what was going through you as a 49ers fan? Were you grateful that you were in that position, or were you feeling kind of lousy after that game? A lot of alcohol was going through me, um, but uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, I think I handled it way better than I thought I was going to. Um, I think part of it is because I, part of it, I think, because the Chiefs lost, and I didn't want Patrick Mahomes to win. Part of it was because I know several people who like the Rams very well so i think i could have some happiness for their happiness and part of it was just i mean health the nfc championship game that's a that's a heck of a run we uh, get it you know our boss is a rams fan i get I, that i, I actually have one a guy that was in my wedding here is also a rams fan actually so that he had to it too so uh but yes all of our bosses are rams fans <laughs> you like how <laughs> i called that out right there look ryan i gotta say though man you predicted a lot of things correctly about this team going in. We have the receipts from Alarm After Hours on SiriusXM. You came out right after the draft and you said Jimmy Garoppolo was still going to be starting the season. You came on the air multiple weeks as we were closing in to the end. You were actually one of my biggest influences to me taking down the beast that is Adam Ronis in our Survivor Better Underdog Contest because I trusted your 49ers in that final week. You gave me all that confidence. They were road warriors and road dogs. It was great seeing even after Raheem Mostert. Remember Raheem Mostert? <laughs> I mean, that seemed like ages ago, guys. And then it was, oh, we're drafting Trey Sermon when it comes to our fantasy teams. But nope, nope, stop short sells because here comes Eli Mitchell, maybe, maybe the best, if not second best pickup of the year. Guy had almost 1,000 yards rushing in the regular season this year, right? And only played like 11 games, I think. Um it was a masterclass in how to use him this year. Um, would have had more touchdowns had Debo not stolen all of them and then set the record for most rushing touchdowns by a wide receiver um, since the merger. So, yeah, it was it was a very, uh, I'm going to say a very good coaching job by Kyle Shanahan to get the team out of the early hole and to uh, just ignore all of the terrible press that was out there and keep their heads down and, you know, be the second best team in the NFC this year. Um, that was that was a very masterful coaching job. Uh, I will say, Ryan, you should be pretty happy that D'Amico Ryans turned down the second interview for the Vikings because he wants to keep working on his craft. Definitely. Uh, and so, that guy so was... So sad Robert Sala is gone, but D'Amico Ryans picked right up where he left off. Yeah, I mean, D'Amico Ryans is, he was a heck of a linebacker, and now he's a heck of a DC. So um, that's good news for the Niners. They're also, I guess, going to move on to Trey Lance at this point, assuming that that was the last game for Jimmy G. I don't know how he overcomes. How do you feel about that, Ryan? Do you think a lot of 49ers would give Jimmy G one more year? Or they're like, okay, this was fun. We drafted Lance, very high draft capital. Let's see what this guy could do one year in the league. 49ers fans or 49ers players? Because I think the answer Let's is do different. both. 
both pers- – well, let's 49ers right. players, it's obvious, right? That they players absolutely would run them back. Uh, 49ers fans, they could all blow it out their asses. I really don't care what anyone thinks. I've unfollowed so many people on Twitter. It's not even funny. People are so stupid. They have no idea what they're watching. They have no idea how teams work or anything. Uh, so all of them, I will take this time to say, uh, eat a bag. All the 49ers fans on Twitter. But uh, I honestly, if they brought him back next year, I would be fine with it. Uh, I got a text the other day from someone who was like, oh, well, so, too bad about your Niners. They'll be in better hands next year with Trey Lance. How do you know? You don't know that. The Chargers thought that with Ryan Leaf, too, I'm sure. And look how that worked out. I mean, there's play- oh, Josh Rosen. Let's look at most of the, the quarterback draft class from two or three years ago. They all suck. Almost every single one of them is busted. Uh, Donald sucks. Rosen's practically out of the league. Josh Allen's the only one who's, who's actually decent. So I and don't let's, know. Let's not forget that people wanted to bury Josh Allen after his first year when he put up 55% completion percentage. Oh, yeah. And then he went to school and worked on his craft and turned into what he is now, which is remarkable and one of probably one of the top three quarterbacks in the league. Absolutely. But, yeah, I'm with you. I have – there's anybody sitting here today with a straight face that can tell you Trey Lance is the next coming of Joe Montana or Steve Young is full of crap. Yeah, I mean, I hope so. Everybody said it was a mistake for the for the Chiefs to draft Patrick Mahomes where they drafted him, and now everybody's like, "Oh, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league." So who who the heck knows what's going to happen with Trey Lance? You think but, yeah. Brian, Brian? You think Forty ers fans would? look at Joe Burrow and they're like, oh, only a couple of years in, this guy's going to a Super Bowl now, didn't even play a full season. And they're thinking, well, Lance got a little bit of experience, so he should be ready because I feel like that even though Lance is very flashy, you can have Jimmy G one more year. Yeah, I mean, does he make bad throws? Yes. Does he make questionable decisions? Absolutely. But, you know, a lot of times when the chips are down, he's at his best and, and you know, most quarterbacks make terrible decisions at some point in the game. I mean, how many Cowboys fans are crushing Dak Prescott after the 49ers beat them in, in the playoffs? So, you know, there's like six quarterbacks that you feel really confident with. Maybe I'm just going off the top of my head. I don't have, a, you know, less than 10. I would say less than a third of the quarterbacks. You feel really confident every week that they're going to play pretty well. So it, I, I don't understand the negative, all the heat that Jimmy takes and all the heat that Kyle Shanahan takes. I saw another one. Well, Kyle Shanahan was the offensive coordinator when they lost 23. Kyle Shanahan was the co- co- head coach when they blew a 10-point lead in the Super Bowl two years ago. Now they blew another 10-point lead. You can say they were beaten by the better team all three times. I mean, I think the Patriots were a better team than the Falcons. The Chiefs were a better team than the 49ers last And you can argue the Rams oh, – from top to bottom, we're a better team than the 49ers this year. I mean, Jimmy's got a shoulder injury. His thumb is under brace. Uh, you know, uh, half the defense is, is hobbled. Uh, Trent Williams is limping all over the field. They lost their best quarterback in week one. Uh, to, to get where they – I love Kyle Shanahan. Uh, I don't understand the negative press. I take Jimmy G back every day of the week. The only reason I don't wouldn't like the move is because – you know, in the salary cap age, you want that quarterback on that cheap contract so you can, you know, put a great team around them. And now we'd waste two years of Trey Lance on a cheap contract. But it doesn't matter to me. Uh, the team is good. I think we'd run it back with another shot at the Super Bowl. So, he you know, if they a go- lot of experience coming in anyway, Lance. No, he played one season at a, a very small school and then one game in 2020 because of COVID. And I'm sorry, didn't look good in the two games he played this year. I, I, I love his future, but man. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't see anything that impressed me in the two games he played. Yeah, I mean, it, 
you know, there's precedent for having a, a number one a first round pick as a quarterback sit. And Aaron Rodgers sat for three years, right? Jordan Love has sat for at least two. If Rodgers comes back to Green Bay, which I don't expect because they're in cap hell and he's basically done with that part of Wisconsin. But if he comes back, Love would sit for three years after Rodgers sat for three years. So, yeah, did you use a top three pick on him? Okay, sure. But you used it on the upside and potentially the upside for 10 years, not the upside for the first year, right? So I'm I'm with you. I think they should have Jimmy G back. Plus, just look at the – and I know quarterback wins don't always make a difference, right? Basically, it's a useless stat. Um, As Mina Kimes owned Jeff Garcia with that earlier this week. But just look at the win-loss record of the entire team under everybody that's not Jimmy Garoppolo in the last five years. They're well below 500. Jimmy G has them well above 500. So the only reason they've made the Super Bowls in the NFC title games is because Jimmy G started, right? So uh, I don't know what's going to happen there, but that'll be a fascinating situation to watch in the in the uh, offseason. Yeah, that that situation is left at this point undone what situation is done is finally finished there the saga whether the reporting was false or not regarding tom brady everything has concluded tom brady announces his retirement and patriots fans don't get thanked and wow 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 all day long i'm watching we're recording this on tuesday afternoon so this is right after the storm of this news is coming out and i love how everybody needs to be verified when it comes to getting the credit for Tom Brady and his career. And look, I think you guys can tell me what you think of this take right here, but the Patriots kind of did him wrong at the end of the day. I really do believe that. I mean, this guy won you a zillion titles. You just pay him however much he's worth for another few years. You just do it. And they didn't want to do that. I know that there might've been other little differences as well, but I mean, the Buccaneers put faith in Tom Brady, where at the end of his career, New England kind of threw him out there. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. What do you well, guys think of that? I think there were two different approaches here between the Patriots and the Bucks. And everybody complaining that he didn't thank the Patriots in the nine-page Instagram post. He thanked them profusely two years ago when he left. So you're fine. You're all dandy. Ain't nobody going to forget that he played 20 of the 22 years for New England, right? Here's the difference. Brady, for a while in New England, kept taking less money than he should have been getting based on his pedigree and eliteness and the position he played, right? Took less money. Why did he take less money? Because he wanted more weaponry around him. What did they decide to use that money for? I don't know. Not spending up to the cap, loading up on pretty good defenses, and spending it on a pretty good kicker. But they never used it for weaponry. Right. Only what like he had Randy Moss and yeah, everybody's going to say Welker and all this and whatever. Okay, Brady made it work. Is there any quarterback on the planet that could have made that many Super Bowls with that terrible of an offensive unit around him? No, that's what makes Brady Brady for Tampa. They said, okay, we're going to pay you the money that you deserve. And everybody said, okay, we'll take less money to chase rings with this guy. Right. That's the difference. Everybody else around him took a pay cut in Tampa to chase rings with him. In New England, he said, I'll take less money so you can 
do with it what you will to put a team around me, but please, God, get me some help. And they never did. That, to me, I think is, is the difference in those two scenarios. For a different spin, uh, you know, when he left in 2019, uh, who did they lose to the playoffs? I believe it was the Titans. Uh, Derrick Henry ran through them. And I was just watching Tom Brady at the end of that year, and his arm strength just seemed to be shot. I know he had an elbow or shoulder injury. I can't remember which one. But I remember at the end of that season going, this guy is finished. Uh, clearly, I was wrong. But I, mean, I, I got to figure they saw the same thing. I mean, he couldn't throw it more than 10 yards down the field at the end of the season. Obviously, the injury had a big part, and I think he had surgery, and then he was okay. Uh, but I wonder if they were looking at that and the same thing. And, you know, maybe the Giants held on to Eli Manning too long, uh, and many other teams have held on to their player for too long. And granted, you know, no one has done for a team what Brady did for the Patriots. Uh, but the problem is they didn't go out and fix the problem. They went out and got Cam Newton, who was more done than Tom Brady was done. So uh, I don't know that didn't, I don't understand the path they took. I thought they were, had something better in the hopper, uh, but it's the only thing I could think of. And yeah, I'm not disagreeing with you, but I think they were like, okay, I think this is done. Let's move on before, you know, maybe too soon before too late. I think Belichick knew what was coming out of Alabama. If you look at how many Alabama players Belichick likes to take, I think he knew that they were going to be in a position to get a guy like Mac Jones, and he wanted Mac Jones two years before Mac Jones was Mac Jones. I think that's what Belichick did by signing Cam Newton. Also, they wanted the extra money uh, to go on their spending spree this offseason with getting the tight ends and uh, defensive makeover and, you know, Whatnot. I think that's what I don't think they liked anybody that was coming out of that draft class the year that Brady left. And they said, OK, let's just eat it for a year because, you know, the only team that's really going to beat us in the AFC East is going to be the Bills, because even with Newton, we can kind of compete with the other. You know, we could beat the Jets because they're terrible. And they the Dolphins had two as a rookie. So, like, I think that's exactly what they did. They they tanked for Mac, so to speak. <laughs> and not even tanked, man. They picked in the middle of the first round, so it's not even like it was a full-on tank job. Right. Let's move on to another topic, because it sells us where I believe you get a little bit of credit here, because I forget if it was you or Ryan, but I'm pretty sure it was you, that when I brought up that I was pretty easily taking the Chiefs with the points there, I think you stopped me short. One of you did, and said, well, no, hang on a second. I don't... And with that, sells. Congratulations, my man. You were right on the money there. The Bengals won that outright. I I was right twice this weekend in that same game. I toot my <laughs> horn here a little bit. To everybody that figured the Chiefs were just going to roll over the Bengals, y'all forgot what happened in Cincy in Week 17 when the Chiefs got up to a 21-point lead and then lost it, right? Yes, this was Arrowhead, and Mahomes doesn't lose at Arrowhead and whatever, but he can and he does. It just takes a special team to do it, and the Bengals are kind of a team of destiny this year. Kind of feels that way. Um, side note, have you the only other play that I've ever seen that has completely demoralized the team, like not scoring at the end of the first half for the Chiefs, the only other play I've seen that happen with was when Dave Roberts stole second base down <laughs> three games to none in the 2004 ALCS. That's the only... It's the only time I've seen one play flip an entire game or series. Um, also one of the bigger upsets in sports history, because I damn well still think that the Bengals winning this game 
was one of the bigger upsets in sports history. I mean, based on odds, it's a pretty good one uh, in the postseason. I mean, they were, what, seven-and-a-half-point dogs yeah. at kickoff? Um, but I was also right, by the way, with the statement, just play defense in overtime, and guess yeah. what happens? You get the freaking ball back. <laughs> Everybody that said, oh, the Chiefs are going to win. Did you see anything that told you that they were going to win when they won the coin toss? No, you know why? Because the defense stopped them. The defense of the Bills had multiple chances to stop the Chiefs the previous week and didn't do it. And anybody that naturally assumes the Bills would have beaten the Bengals, I don't think so. I'm not sure that the Bills walk all over the Bengals because I was seeing that at halftime. Like, oh, this would have been a 40-point lead for the Bills. I don't think so. The Bengals are a lot better on defense than people give them credit for, and they got a bunch of weaponry on offense, even with C.J. Uzama going down. So play defense. The overtime rules work. And by the way, interesting side note, do you know how many seconds were off the clock in overtime when Mahomes threw the interception? (laughs) 13 seconds. So 13 seconds one week flips their entire season. 13 seconds the next week flips their entire season the other way. So, yeah. Uh, you know, at this point, I don't know who I'm pulling for in the Super Bowl because it's a great story with the Bengals. Uh, also a great I, story with the Rams, too. I Matthew want Matt Stafford. Stafford to get a ring, man. Like, that guy has put in his due in Detroit and, you know, want want the ring for him. Um, but if Joe Burrow wins it, he will do something that no other quarterback in the history of football has ever done. Win the Heisman Trophy, the national championship, and the Super Bowl. No quarterback has ever done that. He will have done it in three years if he wins two Sundays from now. As much as I uh, do, uh, as I said before, that friends like the Rams, uh, I I also don't really care too much. But there is one factor that has me rooting for the Bengals, and that is OBJ. I do not want him to win a ring, so go Burrow and go Houdet. I'm rooting for the Bengals. So that's that's keeping you from rooting for the feel-good Matthew Stafford story. Odell yeah. Beckham Jr. Wow. Yep. I mean, the Bengals are just as good of a feel-good story. They haven't been in the Super Bowl since the 80s. That's true. They they lost to Montana in that they one. Lost right? to, they lost, both weren't they up, weren't they up late? Weren't they yeah, up yeah. late? Joe Montana hit uh, John Taylor in the end zone with 32 seconds left to win Super Bowl uh, 23. Wasn't it in... San Diego? One I'm of not sure where San it was. Diego. They beat them in 16 and 23. Yeah. The two Bulls, they beat the Bengals. They, hey, look, the, the fan base absolutely deserves it. I mean, Rotowire's Jeff Erickson, I'm a big-time fan of. He is, and I believe he's a Reds fan, too. Very happy. I like it when those yeah. teams... Collins, like by it. the way, gets to call the Bengals in the Super Bowl. Oh, oh great. Because it's on NBC, so he gets to call... Amazing. Will, will Jack Collinsworth be there too? <laughs> what are you guys' feelings on Romo? Because I, I saw a lot of people. I like that he took the joke at himself for dropping the snap, and then oh, I, I put that on Twitter. Funny. Yeah, and then put on Twitter, and everybody, everybody was like trashing Romo. I, I, I'm not. I'm pretty indifferent to most announcers. I hate Chris Collinsworth, but most of the rest of them don't bother me. So I don't know if is is. And but then I got a lot of Romo uh, support after that tweet, so I wasn't sure. Like, where people stand with them. I think it's I, I like Romo, and I did see a lot of tweets that said Aikman is better at this than Romo, and it's pretty clear. And I'm like, okay, but 
again, you're also giving a guy who's had, what, 15 years of experience in the booth compared to a dude who's been at it for four years now at this point. Um, I like Romo. I think he's he's very good at what he does. He makes it enjoyable. The excitement with him is real. I did like that he took the shot at himself, which my wife kind of – it went – over her head the first time and then I explained and then she remembered the play in Seattle when he fumbled the snap which is exactly what he was I didn't get it until he said it either so that was good that he he explained it because I I didn't it didn't even dawn on me at all yeah the the wild card it was like the year where they were the massive favorites to win the Super Bowl and then it came down to the thing I remember I remember the play him just sitting on the field with his head down pouting near the goal line that's from that game so I don't know. I like Romo. I don't have a problem with Collinsworth either. I would prefer Romo because that means I also don't have to listen to Joe Buck because I just don't like Buck. <laughs> and if you it's, know what, Dad? Yes, that. <laughs> I mean, you're going to get Cowboy, former Cowboys quarterbacks. I'd rather it just not be attached to Joe Buck. That's He finds his man. Delay, 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 delay. Yeah, it's it's always the same thing. He finds his man. That's how, by the way, for all of those that aren't broadcasters, that's his way of extending so he can make sure he knows the right player that got the reception. Let's I mean, just... his dad was phenomenal. I just don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Is that a fly ball to Bonds? That's the way this one starts. I mean, I like Jack Buck. I mean, old school, yeah. gritty Jack fuck in those days broadcasters they don't go as off the grid anymore as they used to they can't really do that but i'll say this when it comes down to it i'm fine with tony romo do i think he overdoes it on the energy a little bit yeah a little bit but who am i to say that i'm an energizer dude too so i probably do am guilty of that as well he's excited about it that's the funny thing and he's actually you know when he's kind of describing the situation at hand he's very good at keeping it brief that's it. He's definitely, if anything, has worked on his timing. So I, I'm with you on that. I mean, that's for darn sure. When it comes down to it, guys, for me, it's been very, I haven't picked who I think will win and who I want to win from a rooting interest or anything like that. I just, in a way, I f- mean, I feel like this is it for Stafford. This is now or never for him. So I just, you know, how many more years does this guy have? Burrow's got the whole world ahead of him. Yeah, I mean, you know, Stafford has a lot of mileage on that arm, though. Because, like, if you look at his age, he's not as old as you think he is. But he's got a lot of mileage on that arm thanks to overuse in Detroit and taking an absolute beating behind the non-existent offensive line he had most years uh, there. But, I mean, uh, yeah, this is certainly it. Uh, it, one of the last he was best shots the he same got. year as Mark Sanchez was, right? Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure That's Sanchez was taking a few picks after him, and then Josh Freeman was taking a few picks after that. Remember Josh, Josh Freeman from playing the Bucks? college? That was yeah. Um, but I mean, this is certainly see the trick with the Rams as a whole is this is their last best shot for. A while. They mortgaged everything for this year because they haven't, as as the Fox guy said on the pregame, they haven't had a first-round pick since the Obama administration. Jared, Jared Goff was their last first-round pick, and they don't have another first-round pick until 2024 
because they've traded all of them to get the assemblance of talent that they have right now in Stafford and OBJ and Von Miller and um, Jalen Ramsey and Jalen Ramsey. Um, so this is kind of the shot the Rams have, right? Because I don't know what their cap situation is like, but I'd have to imagine that a few of these guys are not signed past this year or they get huge cap hits going forward. Um, so, yeah, um, that's kind of why um, I might be leaning towards Stafford. Um Simply because I don't know, I want the guy to, I, I want him to get a to get a ring, and it'd be cool to do it in his, you know, home stadium. And I'm sure his high school best friend Clayton Kershaw will be on hand to watch it because they played football together in high school. Um, yes, when Kershaw, the Mets sign him, center. when the Mets sign him once the lockout's over. What? <laughs> That's for another day, though. Let's move on, though, guys. The family table here. What we. Are we going to bring here? You know what? I'll go first on what we're going to bring to the family table this week. Only because every time I see this name cross the sports wire, whether I'm looking up stats from back in the day or draft classes like I just did with Stafford. By the way, Sanchez was in that same draft class in 09. But somebody else who was in that draft class too, and I don't know if you guys remember this, picked seventh overall by the Raiders, Darius Hayward Bay. I have never seen someone so miserable after just being told he got drafted. A lot of people cry. You feel the emotions. I'll never forget that Hayward Bay was just sitting there with a pouty look on his face. Like, damn, I have to go to the Raiders. You know what, dude? You don't have to stay there. You don't have to stay there. Yeah, after a little bit, you do. You spend time there a few years, first part of your career. Then you go to another team in free agency. That's the thing. When you get drafted, it's supposed to be an honor. So when good things happen, it's supposed to be an honor. You're supposed to be happy about it. Cherish it. And he was just like, well, screw this. So that is what I'm bringing to the table. If you have time, look it up on YouTube when Darius Hayward Bay got drafted by the Raiders. Um, I will go ahead and stick with the Raiders here. <laughs> Interestingly, we did not plan this. Um, why are you so sure that Josh McDaniels is the guy to go after? What, like, why? Right? We're, the NFL is all in favor of retread coaches instead of giving new guys a shot. Right? We're seeing Bill O'Brien keeps being talked about for upcoming. But like, why? That guy sucks. He's proven it to you 19 <laughs> different ways. He sucks. Like, Josh McDaniels. Failed horribly in Denver. The Raiders had a first, they had a front row seat to watch him fail in their own division. And that was before Mahomes and Herbert were in that division. Okay, Josh McDaniels gets booted out of the AFC West. Then he goes to Indy, but sort of, but not really, because he basically walked out on that job like two days after taking it for no reason other than perhaps he doesn't like the Colts having come from the Patriots. Okay? Reason number two why it's a bad decision. Reason number three, the Belichick coaching tree sucks. Except for Brian Flores, who we all agree shouldn't have been fired. Can you name one other guy who's actually had meaningful success in the NFL? Mangini had for a little tiny bit, but most of that was spite because he was in the same division as Belichick. Uh, the Belichick coaching tree sucks. Also, have you watched the Patriots offense for the last, like, four years? 
it's been freaking terrible. Like, <laughs> even the Patriots fans will tell you, oh, we're basically a five-yard cloud of dust offense the last 10 years. What makes you think that Josh McDaniels is going to go to a team with no freaking quarterback and turn it around in a division with, uh, you know, Herbert and Mahomes, right? Carr looked good this year. Okay, sort of. But what's his future? Does he have one? I don't know. You also only have one wide receiver. So I don't know why people are so high on Josh McDaniels. The guy has proven twice or three times already that he's not an NFL-level head coach. And he might be a decent offensive coordinator. But I, I don't know why Raiders fans are so excited about this hire. I would have given the guy, Basachi, another chance. I, to, Jesus Christ, to, to navigate agree. through what they went through this year and to make the playoffs, <laughs> not just on the Gruden and the, and the what do you call it, rug stuff alone, but never mind being in the division, like you said, with the Chiefs and the, and the Chargers. Uh, I, I thought it was an amazing job just to keep the team together, never mind get them into the playoffs by having to beat the Chargers on the last day of the season. I agree with you. I'm just, I'm just going to give a final pour out of the uh, adult beverage, which I don't have at this point because it's 3 o'clock in the afternoon and I'm not an alcoholic, I don't think, uh, to my 49ers. Yeah, you gave me a hell of a run, a hell of a season. Like I said, at 3-5, and five, certainly didn't look very good, but uh, rally the team together and, and to be that close to the, to the Super Bowl was, was uh, a lot of fun to watch. Uh, look forward to next year and, and hope we can bring as many back as we can. Invest in the secondary a little because, let's be honest, without that pass rush, the secondary is pretty terrible, and that's what eventually did us in. Cooper Cup can't have 150 yards, and Cooper Cup had 150 yards. He just they couldn't stop him, and I think that uh, that was a lot to do with it. But like we talked early, Jimmy or Trey, doesn't matter. You're faithful to the team, not faithful to a player. So, uh, again, everyone shut the hell up on Twitter and go Niners. Bring back Jimmy G. That's all I'm going to say there. We're going to give a whole Super Bowl preview next week, complete with some fun props that will be out as well. going to have to talk about that halftime show. I am so pumped for that, even more than a game. Yes, I did say that here. For Ryan Hallam, give him a follow on Twitter at Fighting Chance. For Matt Sells, give him a follow on Twitter at The Sells Man. I'm Justin Fensterman at Fence Sports. Family times, we out. We're always dominating together as one like a family should because there isn't any other option. We will win.